What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, May 13th, 2021. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes, 30 under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the verified one at Tim Gettys. I love how as you introduced yourself, there was just a million little yous. And like, I love the idea. I, I, you know, Kevin always yells at us, don't pay attention to what he's doing over there. So I saw things wigging out and I was like, I will keep going. The train rolls on. I'm but like a, a conductor. Moment. I'm on a big train here, and I see the car full of children on the tracks, and I go, I know I can't break in time, and I accelerate. Either you're oh, going to wow. get out of the way, or we're just not going to have a problem because you're not going to be my problem. I'll be in Tucson, Arizona by the time the cops are like, what train hit these people? Oh, the trains can go fast, ladies and gentlemen. If you didn't know, toot toot, trains are the future. You literally just proved the point that I was uh, about to make, which is I am horrified of nothing more than greg with a bunch of other gregs because there would be the first yeah. moment of you all trying to figure each other out and that's going to be chaotic and very bad a lot of them are going to die but then after that there's going to be the ones that remain and that is going to be the loudest wheeze laugh where all of a sudden everyone they all <laughs> laugh in in synchronization and it just like <laughs> it gets, like the domino effect of and all sudden, each other you always hit a point greg where you laugh so hard because you make yourself laugh and here in this case sure. you're actually making yourself laugh another version of yourself of course and you yeah, laugh yeah, so hard that you hit that high point where the wheeze goes from loud to just dead silent so there'll be one moment there'll be hundreds of greg millers and it'll just be perfectly silent you know, a lot of uh, people will be in the bars, right? And they'll be trying to pick up people. This is one before COVID, right? And assume when now that COVID's after. And they'll say that they're God's gift to women or men or whatever it is, right? I want to mm -hmm. say that I am God's gift to myself. Because for a long time, you know, people thought it was weird and maybe that it was something wrong with me. That, like, when I podcast, it's I basically black out. I forget everything I said on the show. It doesn't matter. I've done the content. The benefit to that is then I get to rewatch stuff later on or read quotes people put on the subreddit or, like, the Emily is away Troy Baker audition that I completely forgot I did. And then I just get to laugh and laugh and laugh for a day watching that clip over and over again. I'm he having a great time. Me. I'm, I'm my own number one fan, everybody. And that's the thing where people mm -hmm. are always like, oh, man, like, I hate Greg Miller. They'll put it on the Twitter or they'll put it over on Reset or Greg Miller sell out or he's not even that funny. I hate his laugh. Doesn't matter. I fucking love it. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I got one fan, I'm great. I always got myself. So fuck you. <laughs> uh, how you doing, Tim? I'm doing fantastic. Can't wait to talk to you about video games. What a fun news day it looks like. There is a lot of fun news on the, the Roper Report today, ladies and gentlemen. Stuff including that PlayStation Studios is working on 25 games. We've got brand new DualSense colors coming, and there's an E3 app on the horizon, plus many, many more things. We'll talk about all this and more today, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. On patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, of course, you can write in with your questions comments concerns everything under the daily video game news son of course you can also get the show ad free you can also get the show at the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday and of course you could just toss us a few bucks to say hey you're doing pretty well and you'd be rewarded with exclusive content like the next gen podcast however if you have no bucks to toss our way it's no big deal you can watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games just like pj julian is billy the pizza is which is a great name and price 412 is not Prince 412. He gets very uppity if you say that, all right? He's like, eh, like a cat. He gets all mad at me. Eh. Um, if you want to watch later for free, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, you can watch on roosterteeth.com. You can listen on podcast services around 
the globe each and every weekday. Ladies and gentlemen, Price412 says, oh my fucking God, in the chat. Uh, let's talk about some housekeeping for you. Uh, tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, Greg, Nick, Mike, Joey, and Barrett are all playing poker club why did i call myself a third person there i do not know uh we're playing poker club and giving away a whole bunch of codes for the game and if you watch you can get custom kind of funny trophy and kind of funny merch in the game uh that's tomorrow 2 p.m a special stream time twitch.tv slash kind of funny games poker club exclusive kind of funny stuff in the chat in the in the game that you can get for free if you come watch the thing and do the thing cool stuff very exciting it's gonna be fun Kevin's going to be bro. running it. Kevin's going to be switching between the different game feeds. He's going to see the hands. This can't end well for anybody except for the audience watching. Oh, don't do that, Kevin. Don't cheat. Kevin, are you going to cheat? It's not going to be about cheating. I'm it's going to be about I'm him. I'm not playing. I, yeah, I was no, on the phone yesterday. I explained to Tim that wouldn't, that wouldn't work. But I am going to show when you're bluffing so the chat will know. Don't have them up. Don't have them up. I like having the chat up, though. No, you can't. Kevin, can you just poker. give me the inside information? Can it be yes, like one of those sure, movies where sure. we, we Chat, play against the house? Chat, everyone be cool. Give Greg the inside information. They know. Yeah. yeah. Or else they get double yeah. music like this morning. You were tortured today on purpose. That's how it's got to be. Understand? Mm -hmm. uh, thank mm -hmm. you to our Patreon producers, Blackjack and Tom Bach. Today, we're brought to you by DoorDash and Burrow, but me in a different sweatshirt. I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be The Roper Report. Time for some news. Six items on the Roper Report. But more importantly, yeah, I was going to say, Kevin, how's your voice feeling? Because yesterday we had I mean, just the same. This is just what I sound like now. It sucks. How do how do we fix it? Have you been taking throat drops? Have you been doing any throat drops? You've been... There's no such thing. There's no such thing. Get out of here with your your pornographic. Yeah, the cherry lozenges. Those are great ones. There. Don't don't fall for this recola crap. All right. They had one ad campaign. You got to hear about the rest of your life. Some guy in the mountains yelling recola. Remember that? What about Hall? You don't remember the recola ads, Tim? Yeah, he does. He nailed it right there. Chat. You remember recola? Look at they're already going. Corey Cudney's there. Ms. Gambo's there. Uh, this is one of those situations where I've definitely heard that. I've heard people quote it. You want me to pull I'll... up an ad? Craig, do you yeah, want me to pull up an ad? We are definitely not going any further in this fucking show until we watch the recall ad. Thank you very much. Because that was the thing. Luden's Cherry Drops. They came in a little cardboard box. Basically they were delicious. Candy. Did they Exactly. Did they help your throat? I don't think so. It was just something to suck on, and that like, let got the, the juices flowing that maybe helped. But then Ricola came out, like, will actually help. And you're like, did you, Ricola? They did. But did you? And then they had a really good ad that was, like, really catchy. Here it is. Kevin's showing it right now. Take me back. Look at this guy. This was it, man. Ricola. Ricola. Ricola I've never seen this. A pleasant-tasting blend of organically grown herbs from Switzerland. For soothing relief, try Ricola. Yeah, let it finish. That was it. They Ladies and gentlemen, it, I, I want you to think about it right now. You're <laughs> at your job. Time. You're listening to this show. You're, you know, <laughs> maybe your data entry, maybe your your mailroom, maybe maybe you, I don't even know. Do dentists have to? Can they have to? They don't have to listen to people. You're a dentist. You're listening to that right now. Think about what it would have been like to come of age in like 1982, where something like that's something, and that was like a 90s commercial. But you understand what I'm saying? That you could have gotten to the advertising market, and that was somebody got paid to make that ad. Yeah. What are we going to do? It'll be these two guys with a horn in the mountains. They'll go recall at the front, recall at the back, and the middle will say, hey, this is a throat drop. Fucking print it. That's great. Yeah. 
it is really truly bizarre to go back like even like two decades you're just like how did people dress that way how was that cool and like i think about it greg 20 years from now what are they going to think about us yeah what am i going to think about me what are you going to think about all the other gregs look at them making fun of this kid for having a brimless hat like that is the norm now that is the norm You're, you might be ahead of that, Kevin. You, I don't know if it's because of us or whatever, but I, I see way more brimless hats now. But it also might be like when you're thinking about buying a car and you go look at a, a model of a car and then you notice how many of the cars are on the road that you're going to get kind of thing. Kev? Oh, no, that was a good one. I, want, I thought we were just having a great pregnant pause. Oh. Some, some <laughs> dentist just stopped doing a root canal to look down. Like, what's wrong with my iPhone? Did, did oh, no, pause? they did got me. And then he drills right through the person's lip. Then they got to bury that person. You know what I mean? You can't have that Yelp review. Number one on the Roper Report. Let's talk about PlayStation 5's 25 new exclusives and their two new controllers. We'll start with an interview over at Wired where Peter Rubin talked to a whole bunch of different people from PlayStation, including Jim Ryan and, of course, a friend of the show, Herman Holst. We'll start where, of course, they're kicking it off, talking about 7.8 million PS5 sold so far. Of course, there'd be a lot more sold if they could get them to people, to which Ryan talks about, quote, we're working as hard as we can to alleviate that situation. He means like alleviate. I'm a dumb man. I'm going to say alleviate, but he says ameliorate. He's, he's very, you know, he's using a big word because he gets paid a lot more than me and he's a real CEO. Mm-hmm. Kevin, you're, Tim, you're it. looking it up. Get me, get me a pronunciation of ameliorate and a definition. OMG Ameliorate, says you're killing it. Uh, okay. but to make something bad or unsatisfactory better. The reform St- did much to ameliorate living standards. Okay, hold on. Everybody's like that's a real word. No one No, 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 no. Greg wasn't this wasn't Greg Miller coming in with his big rock from his glass house saying fake word. It's Greg Miller saying that is a very smart person word that I'm not. That's that's a that's a 25 cent word when he could have got away with a nickel word. Could have said alleviate. We all know alleviate, right? Thanks mm-hmm. to leave the <laughs> show me an leave commercial, right? You know what it is because I digress. Ameliorate that situation, Ryan says on a Zoom call mere hours after receiving his second COVID-19 vaccination shot. Quote, we see production ramping up over the summer and certainly into the second half of the year. And we would hope to see some sort of return to normalcy in terms of the balance between supply and demand during that period. End quote. Tim, let's just get into it here because I feel like these are three very different things we're talking about that are from this story. First one mm-hmm. right here. We see predict, uh, production ramping up over summer into the second half of the year. We hope to balance supply and demand there. Is that going to happen? Is that possible? No. I mean, like, there's just the demand is way too high for this to actually solve the problem with where the world's at right now. And it's just going to be a long game of them trickling out as they come out. The other thing is, like, it's not just Sony. It's everything in the world that needs these chips sure. and needs all this stuff. And every level and every stop on the production line has some type of backup to some extent. So yeah, this is going to be an issue. And on top of that, there is a ridiculous demand for these consoles that is only going to grow as time goes on and games start being released for it, where Ratchet & Clank's about to come out next month. That is a pure PS5 exclusive. People want While that we're game. here, worth pointing out, Insomniac tweeted today that Ratchet & Clank PS5 has gone gold. So they have sent it off to be printed to discs, even though they will obviously continue to work on patches and whatnot. Yeah, totally. But yeah, that's my same thing, too, where it's like I, I appreciate the word choice here and I appreciate trying to give people light at the end of the tunnel. But yeah, like we, you know, uh, we hope uh, we would hope to see some sort of return to normalcy in terms of balance between supply and demand during that period. I, there'll be more on the street. More people will get them. But that's happening, you know, every day to an extent, not in the giant. Hey, everybody can get their hands on the PlayStation 5 because they want the PlayStation 5 way. But in the way of 
the system's doing what it does. Like, you know what I mean? It's getting there. But, like, I think the PlayStation 5 is in such demand that they're not going to be able to speed up uh, this year in, you know, second half summer to actually be able to meet that. Yeah, totally. And, you know, this story backed up with the story from a couple of weeks ago about how many PS5s are out there and, like, the rate that they're selling compared to PS4s. And it's, like, equal. It's, like, at the end of the day, they're making them as fast as they can. They're selling out instantly. And they are at the highest pace they can be of selling these things. And these are in people's homes. They're in millions of people's homes. And they're going to continue to just grow that number over time. And so I, I think that here it's, like, them over the summer and into the second half of the year of them ramping up production, I do think that that is a very true statement. That doesn't necessarily mean that that's, that these are going to get into the hands of gamers this year. You know? Sure. Yeah. Uh, here's a question that came up yesterday in kind of funny games. Do you have like your uh, feedback on, of course, Jana Garcia on yesterday. Fantastic co-host. Uh, very impressed with her. Uh, mm, one of the things we were talking, or the question that got written in was asking, do you think because these are so hard to get right now, and of course, semiconductors are keeping them from not being produced as much as people would want them to be produced. Do you see this actually affecting the uh, developers who will go out and make them? Do you, like, you know what I mean? Do you think you're going to see people have, is there a chilling effect happening where you're going to see developers and publishers not making playstation 5 games trying to make more playstation 4 across generation stuff is there going to be a slower adoption from the game maker side no not a chance i think they like the the trains left the station when it comes to this where it's like they they understand the realities of the world and again the realities that we were just talking about are the look at last gen look at playstation 4 if this is on pace the same way there why would anything change the the only thing you could throw out there is oh there's over 110 million ps4s in the wild it's like okay that is true but that's always been true for these generations for the previous system of there are always you're always leaving something behind i do think this generation is the weirdest where uh the crossover from last gen to this gen of cross-gen games we sure. already know is way further out than has ever been the case uh, in the past and on top of that for first party titles like we look at it it's like we know that horizon's coming to ps4 and ps5 we don't know about god of war but there's still a chance it is going to be both ps4 and ps5 like we're talking about the second year games first year really because uh the system came out in november uh for the console like all of the first party titles, or the major not all majority of the first party titles we already know are going to be cross-gen so it's like is this going to, to and, and even third party titles the majority are as well so it's sure. like next year are we going to see this i don't think so besides the games that are inevitably going to get delayed out of this year mm -hmm. i think the yeah, games think that we you, start you talked about on gamescast gamescast yeah. or maybe even games daily earlier this week you had said something similar to this right that you feel like this is the last year and saying this is the last year for the cross-gen stuff includes the games that are going to get pushed out of this year into next yeah totally what i'm talking about is the games that are going to be announced going forward i think yeah. are going to be ps5 games xbox I mean, Xbox is in a weird place. The whole thing's in a weird place. At some point, it's all just semantics, right? But like, we know what we're talking about, and it's clearer on the PS5 side because PS5 games are different than PS4 games, whereas on Xbox, it's a little bit more different because of smart delivery. Sure, but of I, I think that we're going to get pure PS5 games, the ones that are being announced for 2022 and beyond, they're just going to be PS5. We're not going to be seeing new games in 2022 on <sighs> PS4 unless they've already been announced in this year or are planned to come out this year and get pushed okay makes sense i like where your head's at i hope that's the truth 
Let's go back to the Wired article, all right? Here we're going to jump into, uh, well, I actually doesn't. No, yeah, no, you know. According to Herman Holst, and again, this is Wired, and I'm reading from Peter Rubin's interview with a whole bunch of PlayStation people. According to Herman Holst, uh, a Gorilla co-founder whom Jim Ryan tapped to lead PlayStation Studios in 2019, the group has more than 25 titles in development for PlayStation 5, nearly half of which are an entirely new IP. Quote, there's an incredible amount of variety originating from different regions, Herman says. Big, small, different genres. That's the end of the quote. And in many of those cases, Sony's shared services became a lifeline for studios navigating lockdown. Having moved all of its employees home in early 2020, Guerrilla Games found itself staring down the barrel of a game that hadn't even finished its voice and performance capture, let alone playtesting. For the audio, Gorilla shipped recording booths to the voice actors' homes. Uh, performance capture was tougher, since it couldn't use the usual facilities in California. But last summer, a studio moved into a new... Am- I'm sorry, last summer, the studio moved into a new Amsterdam space. And that's actually a new Amsterdam space. Uh, they designed to have a motion capture stage. That, plus a very careful hygiene, allowed them to get what they needed. And the playtesting? Well, it's a good thing that Sony had invested in cloud gaming for its streaming service PlayStation Now. Quote, seeing that first playtest using PlayStation was a huge relief, says Smets. I was talking about Angie all the way up the top there from Gorilla. Um, knowing that, okay, we can continue. So two important things here to talk about, I think, Tim. Number one, the group has, PlayStation Studios has more than 25 titles in development for the PlayStation 5. That means, of course, and I'm not counting when they go to PC or anything like that, 25 PlayStation 5 exclusives. Are, what do you, what, what's your take on that? Nearly half of them are new IP. What are you thinking? This is all unbelievable news. That number is insane. 25, right? Half of them new IP, and we only know, what, a handful? Like, this obviously includes Horizon, God of War, Ragnarok, Gran Turismo 7. At this point, we're starting to run out of things, unless they're also counting Ratchet. You know what I mean? Even if you count all of those games, that's, what, 10? So that leaves 15, and half of them new IP. The new IP aren't any that I just named. So and, and that gets me excited because this is what we're talking about again with what PlayStation Studios means, right? When remember when they rebranded PlayStation Studios, a lot of us were like, "Oh, that's interesting. I guess it makes more sense than first party, you know, PlayStation Worldwide Studios, yada yada yada." PlayStation Studios isn't just the first party library. That is anything PlayStation's partnering with to have exclusive to their console. Something like Returnal with Housemark, where of course PlayStation mm-hmm. doesn't own Returnal. How, I'm sorry, doesn't own Housemark. Housemark isn't a first party developer yet. Since this would t- technically be a second party thing, but as Insomniac yelled at me that one time on Twitter, second party doesn't really exist anymore. So if PlayStation is paying you to make a game, you are first party, or for better t- sense of the word here, you are a PlayStation studio. Yeah. So what other indies, whatever, what other third party developers has PlayStation partnered with to come up with these brand new IPs? That gets me excited. Totally. And I mean, it doesn't need to necessarily be indies, right? It could be something like Capcom where they Uh they partner with them do an exclusive whatever it is right like uh new ip or otherwise uh i think that that there's a lot of interesting potential here and i mean like i think that it's undeniable that the ps5 is going to be a very special console with a lot of ridiculously heavy hitting games and i think that hearing these numbers here is very exciting especially when they start talking about new ip we we know that PlayStation is at a point that they have this ridiculous library of games that we're all extremely excited for their sequels. But then people always want that new stuff, so they're always going to want new IP, and that's good for the industry and all of that. But I like that this 25 is a number big enough to be able to satiate all camps, to make everybody happy. And yeah. that's a lot of things to look forward to. This is These are numbers that when I see them, I'm like, man, state of play is going to be potentially really interesting in the next couple of years. When we get the the whatever game awards e3 all the different press conferences like 
there's always going to be it's, it's going to continue to be a lot of hype around Sony because their expectations just keep rising. It's all an expectations game when it comes to uh, our predictions and, and announcements and all this stuff. And for years, Xbox has been in this place where it's like they got to get their ducks in the row. OK, there's going to be a Gears, there's going to be a Halo, but what else? Maybe new IP. Now they have all these studios now, especially with Bethesda. We look at it and all of a sudden there's a lot to get excited about when it comes to Xbox from the announcement perspective. Yeah. Nintendo always has that x factor and they had their legacy of all their things and we expect the sequels to their litany of different franchises they have and spin-offs they have and all that playstation's at this like unique point where they kind of have best of both worlds where they have a shit ton of developers they have a shit ton of uh partner studios they could partner with to be a playstation studio for that project and they are saying that half of them are or nearly half of them are new ip and we already know that they have this amazing lineup of games we know that a spider-man 2 is coming right we know that there's going to be a sequel to any of our favorite playstation games or ghost you're getting it's going to it's going to get a sequel right and it's like while we might not get a last of us 3 we know we're going to get a new a new naughty dog ip right and it's like but we might get a last of us 3 we might get an uncharted 4 and all of the or five all of these things are exciting right i love that i love that there's a lot to be excited about from every angle when it comes to the games being made for playstation 5 yeah, 100%, right? And I think that's what gets exciting. And I like to see, you know, I think we've had this conversation, of course, multiple times through multiple shows on here and kind of funny, but this idea of Xbox winning the war in terms of announcements, in terms of hype, PlayStation winning the war in terms of actually putting stuff out in sales. What is that? What do those two strategies look like? So you like to see uh, PlayStation out here, you know, throwing it around a bit, giving you something to be excited for. Light at the end of the tunnel on when you get a PS5. Uh, light at the end of the tunnel in terms of, hey, there's a whole bunch of stuff you don't know that we are working on that we do have these exclusive things for the PlayStation Studios. That's interesting. However, the second part in here I want to talk about, they talk about, you know, Guerrilla Games. Uh, Angie over there and everybody there, you know, having to pivot for Horizon uh, uh, Forbidden West. Uh, Do you still, when you read this, do you think this is here to satiate people like us who are like i don't know if that game's coming this year do you believe it's coming this year like it's they make it sound like obviously they pivoted and were able to get what they needed done i mean that's the thing is both this and there's a a new story coming up later that talks about halo infinite being a fall game from xbox i think that both playstation and xbox wouldn't say that about these two games right now if they thought that there was a good chance it was going to move. And I know that we're in a weird, tumultuous place right now. I know that anything can change at anything any moment. Happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, like, I, I really think that, especially in the case of Halo, it's like they know where they're at with it, and it, they can just as easily not put that fall date on it, right? Them saying that, I, I really feel that at this point, they believe they're going to hit that. And when it comes to Horizon, there's just so, such a question mark because we know it's they, they said 2021, but we don't really have more than that. And we don't really need more than that at this point. That's the thing is, like, they – they kind of we wouldn't expect them to announce that date until that june area that e3 area right because that's just how this traditionally is done but playstation has a new tradition at this point like when we look back at god of war last generation on ps4 we were like when are they going to announce the release date for this game like it's should be coming up and it's not here and then all of a sudden they announced the date like what two months before it actually came out Something like that, yeah. Kind Something of like that, right? Wrong. Let us know the actual timeline. The, yeah, but the but the point being, it's like we have no reason to be worried about Horizon right now because it's not like they've they're missed their timeline of when we expect of them to announce the date. So them talking about it this way, even I'm like, okay, yeah, I I based on this expect it this year. 
So much can change, but I expect it this year at this point. Continue to hope for this year. I, I do. I, 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 and I, it's that whole conversation we've had about it. Cause obviously I give, we give God of War so much shit that there's no way God of War is happening this year. Right. But you figure for horizon where they had more to show and they made a thing about it. You have to let ratchet breathe and you see ratchet right now dominating the conversation. Now granted there's a preview period, you know, on Tuesday or Wednesday that just dropped uh, youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Check out the new PS. I love you with our preview of ratchet and clank uh, rift apart. But I think you see the hype for that building. And so you get there, you launch that. Hopefully it's as good as everyone. Every, it, hopefully it's as good as it's looked every time we've all seen it. And then it gets to dominate those reviews. And then you do a state of play after that. That would serve as your post E3, but your summer state of play, right? And maybe go there and talk about Horizon. So people know what they're looking forward to for the second half of the year. Mm -hmm. But... Speaking of Horizon, there's one last tidbit about it in here. Uh, again, you can go read this. This is all from Wired, Peter Rubin's article. Uh, I jumped through a whole, I skip a whole bunch of it to basically the last paragraph, and it goes, and for the folks inside the company who have been playing preview builds, there's a feeling of deep satisfaction about what's to come. Quote, I spent some time yesterday with Horizon Forbidden West for the first time in seven or eight months, said Herman Hulse, who had been involved in the game in its early years before leaving Gorilla to head up PlayStation Studios. Quote, to step away and to step away and to come back to it talk about giving me a gift end quote i would love to that's like such an amazing thing to think about for his you know herman of course mm -hmm. was guerrilla games for so long the face of it i worked with him uh, on interviews and previews for so many years for Killzone, let alone then the energy he had to come out and show us all horizon uh zero dawn to then have him get promoted up the chain this way and take seven or eight months off from seeing that game that he helped get to that point and then get to have it and go play it man i can't imagine what that was like absolutely man and look here's here's where i come at this whole thing with oh, man. i know Bro. how easy it is for people to look at you know ceos and leaders and, and people in management and be like yeah of course they're just selling the product of course they're going to hype it up this way and whatever it's like that is all true and yes that's part of the job and yes that's why this is all happening that is obvious you don't need to do that though like i genuinely believe this i genuinely believe he is wowed by this game and that's awesome i love that we have a place now where so many of the leaders in our industry are legitimately proud of the products being made and you can tell the difference and, and and i'm talking about playstation here in particular it's like they are proud of what they have built and what they are doing and for good reason we love it and it's doing really well this is one of those situations where you look at playstation studios they are knocking it out of the park from every way you're looking at it when it comes to they they're proud of the games they're making we love the games they're making they're reviewing well they're selling well Best case scenario, yep. right? And on top 100%. of that, like, not to belabor the point, but it's like new IP, sequels to things. It's like we're getting a little bit of everything across the industry, indie, AAA, all of it. Like they're really, really doing a good job and they should be proud of it and they should be hyped about this. And over here in the chat, uh, Shuin uh, Kills goes, is this PlayStation Games Daily? Yo, shut it, man. We talk about everything when it happens, all right? And if you want, if you want some backtracking to it, or not even backtracking, but you want, you want me to slap PlayStation around, it's exactly what you're talking about. Where for me personally, and again, it's because I probably know him so well or whatever, but Herman saying this goes so much further than Jim Ryan saying anything. And it's not mm -hmm. because I have a chip on my shoulder about Jim Ryan. It's just that Sh Jim Ryan is such a corporate suit that is you know what i mean like when he was like oh we don't want to put voice chat on there for the kids and all this other shit and he says well the nobody's asking for uh 
whatever backwards compatibility whatever it was a couple, mm-hmm. when we were like what are you talking about are you not listening to what's going on like herman understands that herman's a gamer and so it's cool to see him talk about this and i can't wait to see some more and on the top of that jim ryan's not saying things like this and that's my point no. is that is that he, jim that ryan's herman... being as mealy mouth as gary widow would always say right like well we hope to return to normality and using this alienate word what is this alienate word <laughs> exactly. i digress Kevin, throw up the link I put here. It's in the middle of story number one, which is still about PlayStation. PlayStation has also announced today two new controllers for the DualSense. Uh, If Kevin will click on it and show it, you will see two uh, new ones here. You get Midnight Black and Cosmic Red. These are starting to roll out to retailers next month. That Midnight Black is hot. It is. It is. There's a butt coming. There's a butt coming. What's the butt? What are you going to say? the dual tone of the the bottom half compared to the top half, it just doesn't look great. This picture doesn't show for it the off red that or for well. The black? the black specifically. Okay. Oh, how it's, it's like that. I can see it though. I can see it where it's like more jet black on the thing, but then grayish for the yeah. The and it, and uh, I, I want to try to find the other pictures of this because like this picture, it looks it looks cool. But you know, Kevin, if you want to go to the PlayStation blog, they have a whole bunch of things up there. Let's see, PlayStation. PlayStation long, you put it in there. Oh, while you do that, uh, let me, well, you know, you want to make a comments about this controller still. I don't want to di- deviate too much into the reader mail. We had it. A lot of people excited about the controllers. I was like, oh man, yeah. 25 PlayStation games. There'll be a so- stuff about that. Xbox 20th anniversary. The questions about that. Everybody's excited about these controllers. That's what it was about. I Jordan cannot find Lee the pictures I'm talking about. Rowan writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says they did it, everybody. PlayStation unveiled cosmic red and midnight black versions of their controllers, and damn, they're sexy. I'm getting the black one myself. My question is, do you think that PlayStation will ever do something akin to Xbox Design Lab for their controllers? I would <laughs> I would love nothing more than a design. He coughs in the, the question. The question Got I'm it. reading says Nailed to it. cough You're there. So good I'm reading. just doing what Jordan asked me to do. Uh, if you could also start putting in your questions, guys, please, Greg, be unable to pronounce this word and stutter a lot. That'd be helpful for me. Uh, I would love nothing more than to design my own personal dual sense controller. Timothy, Robert, mm-hmm. Gettys, do you think you'll ever get an Xbox design lab for PlayStation controllers? I, I don't expect it. Um, I think it'd be really cool, but it just doesn't really seem like a PlayStation type of move. And they, they haven't really done anything to lead me to believe that it would be with this new generation they have made a lot of changes but this doesn't seem like one of them i think that them releasing the black and and red now uh you know whatever it is six months seven months after the release of the console itself i think is indicative of the strategy they have where they know people want black they know okay cool we're going to put the console out a lot of people are not going to buy any other controllers but a lot of people will buy one separate one to be able to play multiplayer games whatever and then Months later, we release these and, you know, drive up that hype and people are going to want to buy these even if they don't need them. I want the black one. I don't need yeah, it. Too. I really don't need I don't it, either. I want it. I don't either. You know? I don't. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, Jen, I, I don't can I buy another PlayStation it. controller? I don't need it, but can I buy it? Yeah, the black one. Oh, thank, wow. Thanks, babe. We are bad yeah, with money in this house. <laughs> there, there we go. Yeah. And I, I would say bad. that. Red I thought for is, sure I'd be shot down. <laughs> the red is sexy as hell. Uh, they yeah. really did a good job with it. And I think that that's kind of See, my, what I wish the red was brighter. I usually buy the see, I usually buy red controllers, but I want them to pop. I want them blood. No, out. see, that's what I love about this is this is PlayStation being like, we're trying to design, we're trying to fine-tune this to design this. We want the story to we want to control the narrative. And this is a premium ass product. This is a this isn't a bright red fire engine thing. It is like this is something that is supposed to be sleek and sexy and, and all that stuff. But it's like I, I like that. I like that, that that's that's a decision that they're making. And Xbox is way more just like, yeah, hey, do whatever the fuck you want. Can we both a, agree we want a great blue. Way to we do want a blue. Too. 
Oh, 100%. But that's my thing is like, I want the blue of that version of red. Like the this is to that thing where it's like I want it to be that that sleek, sexy, like a I want it to a be the very blue that's like the blue nice cobalt controller. The neat, yeah, I mean, bright, bright, we'll like a bl- what blue you have in the back of you. That's what I want. That's a nice yeah, blue back I, there, you know. I know. Like my thing is that I, with PlayStation, like the this to me shows that they they really care about the look of their stuff. They want it to be have yes. be a premium experience and all that dialed in. But I guarantee within a couple of years, we're going to get fucking dual senses with camo prints all over it because that's how this always goes. And that's good. That's good. But for now, they want the PS5 to be this like super premium hot item. And I'm with you to Jordan's question in the same way. No, you won't get a design lab thing. I think that's never been PlayStation's MO, and I don't think it will be here either, where they like the uniformity of it. They like controlling mm-hmm. what it looks like, which may- leads us to an interesting second question. The Five Star Man writes in and says, Hi, Greg and Tim. Now that we're getting new colors for the DualSense controllers, does this do anything to make all of you think Sony may release PlayStation 5 systems with different colored side plates or maybe even just side plates themselves? I'm assuming no, or at least not anytime soon but i am curious what kind of funny things i think everything you're, you you just asked five star man i think it's just been is going to be the past repeating itself here where yes you are going to get playstation 5 special editions for games i think if we're in a different world of production capabilities and there wasn't the semiconductor thing and yada 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 you might see it for like a god of war ragnarok and maybe you still will because god of war ragnarok is not this year maybe next year when it comes you do see one that has an awesome plate on the front of it but if the playstation 5 is still selling like hotcakes why complicate the production timeline to do that you jump then to a spider-man 2 then for sure you're going to see PlayStation 5 Special Edition shipping with that faceplate. I do not see them being sold officially by PlayStation through PlayStation proper, maybe eventually through a third-party partner, a Mad Cats kind of deal or something like that where you can get a plate. But it's exactly what we're talking about with Jordan's question, where there is a style and a vision to the PlayStation 5, and PlayStation wants to have it be uniform and have that be PlayStation. Am I wrong, Tim? Um, I think that you are 90% right. I, I think that there there is a chance that they will sell the, the faceplate's separately because they're so um yeah i think there's a chance and i and i think because like it is they're so easy to take off and it was so obviously designed to be able to be switched out with other things that i imagine that they might but if they did it'd be a similar situation to this where they still are going to want to control the look of it so it is only going to be very specific ones that have a that still have the 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 sex appeal of the the ps5 and again sure. the ps5 i i'm not trying to say that it is i i hate the design of it honestly i really fucking hate the design of it but it. it's a premium it's right here for sure jim lee drew on it looks great looks great you should all yeah. i mean that's the thing if you want a custom plate you should all just get jim lee to draw on you yours like i did Seems like that'd be an easy way to do it. Um, before we get out of this PlayStation story and go to a different PlayStation story, just to piss off that one person in chat, uh, Odd Doodle wrote in to correct us on, in your wrong. God of War, not even correct, but give us the facts we asked for. God of War uh, 2018 was announced to be releasing on April 20th on January 23rd, so just under three months. So there you go, as we worry and fret about Horizon and what's going on with there. Uh, number two on the Rope Report, let's talk about the Great Hope, Sunset overdrive sunset overdrive 2 whatever on playstation uh for this we go to gq where robert leadham uh was talking to the one the only insomniacs marcus smith of course marcus smith that i can't say marcus's name he's gonna yell at me for that uh marcus smith of course friend of the show you've known him from podcast beyond for years and years and years i'm sure uh he of course is the creative director on ratchet and clank rift apart however he was the director on sunset overdrive so uh long interview about what's going on with ratchet uh rift apart but then Getting into the very, very end of it, uh, Robert asked this. 
Have it, having also gotten the Melvins Buzz Osborne to work on Sunset Overdrive, is there anyone left on your alt rock bucket list? Marcus says, yeah, I yeah, I have to get Can back together. I don't know what that means because I'm not cool enough to understand music. But then Robert asked the question for dorks like us. Amazing shout. Is there any life left in the Sunset Overdrive franchise given it used to be an Xbox exclusive? Marcus says, I mean, never say never is my approach. Obviously, we're part of Sony now, but we own the IP, and so there's nothing really stopping us other than we have a lot of really exciting things in our future. Then back to Robert one last time. I suppose the question is, would you want to make another one? To which Marcus says, I would. I think there are a lot of stories that can be told in that universe, and I would love to return to it. I had a lot of fun making that game. Timothy Robert Geddes. Mm -hmm. Sunset Overdrive has been on the tip of many a tongue. Obviously, we've been talking about Ratchet so much, talking about Spider-Man locomotion, but more importantly, that trademark that went through and finally went going. So, of course, Sony now can control the property they own. What's your read? What's going to happen to Sunset Overdrive? I think that Sunset Overdrive somehow, some way, will end up on the PlayStation 5. Okay. Like, the that, first one? that is something... Um, I, I'm just saying Sunset Overdrive in some way mm -hmm. is going to end up on the PlayStation 5. I, I do think that the original will and yeah. i wouldn't be surprised if they tweak the original like don't remake it but add enough things to it add enough elements add dual sense haptic feedback and all that stuff that they can make a big hullabaloo out of it and almost treat it like a brand new game because it never really got its due in the first place in, in, yep. in a real way right so yep. i can kind of see sony owning it and repackaging it to make it feel more fresh than maybe it even is uh but it doesn't matter because it's a very high quality game that is now going to be enjoyed by millions more people than have enjoyed it in the past does that tee up a sequel i don't know probably i gotta say i am utterly shocked at the output from insomniac and we've talked about it a million times now but like they're kind of killing it and they're slowly 100%. creeping up if not already there at the top spot at playstation studios and playstation studios wow. is arguably the top spot of the industry right wow. so looking at that we know they're working on multiple games the fact that we had miles morales and ratchet rift apart coming out months apart from each other is utterly insane specifically because i imagine they have more stuff to announce for the coming years uh so where does sunset overdrive fit into that i think somewhere and i think it's sooner than later mm -hmm. interesting yeah i keep going you know when the trademark stuff happened i thought it was very much just protecting their ip and i argued against uh seeing a re-release of sunset one on playstation 5 and it was just because of do you bring this thing out that has this xbox lineage and then also has a small fan base but not a great fan a huge fan base do you want to put that out there the quality we're talking about of games we read through reviews the other day on from metacritic right and everybody being like it's a lot of fun to play but like it's content light like does that stand out when you're talking about something in 2021, when you're talking about the stride uh, Insomniac is in right now and PlayStation Studios are in right now? Do you want to put out something that is a re-release, remaster that is fun for a while but not worth seeing all the way through because of the content and yada, yada, yada? Or do you want to say, all right, cool, finish Ratchet, and then what, what's your next idea? Or was that even a thing when you know, PlayStation uh, bought Insomniac. Were they talking about, hey, here are the future ideas and we would love to get back to Sunset. We have a great idea. I'd Personally, I, I would rather see them, what you're talking about, do something new with Sunset and bring it out and kind of like, we're making a Sunset 2, but not calling it Sunset 2 and then see what you want to do with it and what you've learned from it and what you've learned from all the other games on top of that. But we'll have to see, wait but see. The, inter 
the interesting thing is we're in a new place with the industry and with the way Xbox functions and PlayStation functions. And I think that while it's not always a one-for-one of they did this or they do this, and I think especially when it comes to things like Game Pass and the acquisition of Bethesda, and specifically Bethesda looking at things like Deathloop and Ghostwire that had previous deals with PlayStation, like what a weird situation we're in where it is now owned by Microsoft, but these are exclusive games to PlayStation. What does that mean? I think PlayStation is looking at all this and they understand what they have going for them. They understand that having these these moments of PlayStation oh, Studios, but then, then also moments of just exclusive games from partners uh, is important to like bolster their library and to make the PlayStation stand apart and, and be its own thing. And I think on the smaller side, while they haven't directly addressed Game Pass, I do think that they have in their own PlayStation way with things like PlayStation Plus and Destruction All-Stars Derby coming out on PlayStation Plus, right? See, that's I my totally... thing. If we, if, if we can pump the brakes, that would be the solution to my my personal argument slash wariness of putting out Sunset Overdrive number one. If mm-hmm. the idea was, hey, Insomniac had this game, Sunset Overdrive. We've gone to whatever third-party partner to port it to PlayStation 5 and, you know, make whatever. And it is a day-and-date, right-away PlayStation Plus release. I'd be like, that makes perfect sense. This, mm-hmm. People aren't going to come in with this expectation that Insomniac, modern Insomniac, put all this time and work into it, and it delayed them from whatever. They're not going to come in with this attitude of, this is a $60 game, this is a $70 game, which, of course, it would be lower, I'd assume, because you know, that would make, that, I think you get away with it. If you just come out and it's like, it's a PlayStation Plus game. We're very proud of this. We want this franchise to have a future on playstation we want we're excited to introduce this to our playstation fan base i see you know right here uh auto do uh I'll doodle again 30 dollars digitally that's all i want that would make sense i think and you yeah. could get around my thing where i'm thinking a bit more big picture or a bit more uh big budget big i'm looking in my head i'm looking at a theater right now a big marquee for it i guess bringing mm-hmm. it down to a smaller set expectations lower okay i mean it, yeah it's interesting because i i the a counterpoint to that is I feel like you you can't set expectations lower. You need to treat it like it's a big deal because you're trying to make it a big deal. Like, I feel like whatever they do, they need to have complete ownership over Sunset Overdrive as an IP and explain to the general public it's important and it's as important as a Horizon and as a Gran Turismo and as a Ratchet and as a this and as a, that. Or don't fucking do it at all. Right. I think that it, it is an IP game of them trying to, again, bolster the library that they have and add even more games that we're looking forward to sequels for. And with that, I think PlayStation Plus is the best way. Get it out there, get it free, get yeah. it in the hands of as many people as possible that, that are going to enjoy it. Cause we already know the quality's there. The game will speak for itself if it, if it gets in people's hands. Uh, but with that, I do think that I, there's no world in my mind that this is a $70 release. I think that it, they add haptic, like at most, they add haptic feedback. They they fix a couple things here and there, and it's a forty dollar release that they put out. And I do think that that I can see the argument that that is just as important as a PlayStation Plus release because if they if they treat it like it's important, we'll believe it's important. That's just how this all works. And I think that there's multiple ways to get to that same destination. But I'm really interested in what I I don't know is what the Xbox distribution deal is with Sunset Overdrive. I don't know if. They, if PlayStation is not allowed to distribute it one way or another, whether it's selling, whether it's PlayStation Plus, whether it's any of that stuff, I don't know. Can they do digital and not physical? There's all these deals, all these question marks that I don't think anybody knows. And if they do, yeah. let me yeah. know. Kindofunny.com slash you're wrong. Well, they'd all be speculation. They don't work there. Unless you're Marcus mm-hmm. Smith, I don't want to hear from it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know who I do want to hear from, though? People who write into patreon.com slash games. Of course, on patreon.com slash games, you can write in to be part of the show. You can get exclusive shows like the Next Gen Podcast. You can get the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday. That's right. That's like, what, 
another hour of content probably a week that we do don't worry about it though but more importantly you can go there for right now uh to get the show ad free but guess what you didn't go there jack so let me put on a different sweatshirt and tell you about our sponsors this podcast is brought to you by doordash do you really want to go out and get food all right kevin do you want to go out and get food right now or you want somebody to bring you food uh, bring me food. Ladies and gentlemen, you ain't no hunter or gatherer. Let somebody else do all the work. Use DoorDash. Did you forget that one thing at the store? Now you can get snacks, drinks, and household essentials in 30 minutes with DoorDash. Dinner? Check. Deodorant? Check. Morning pick-me-up from Dunkin'? Check. Get everything you need whenever you need it with DoorDash. You want Chinese, they want pizza, and someone is craving Froyo? There is something for everyone on DoorDash. How do I know so much about DoorDash? Because I'm Greg Miller, and I use DoorDash all the time. I got the dash pass, so I don't pay for delivery. Sometimes Jen and I go in there, we're like, what do we want for dinner? We don't know what we want for dinner. We don't know what we want for dinner. So we look at the, what's being recommended, we pick from there. It's great, and it's different, and it comes to us, and it's hot, and you get to track them as they come, and they tell you where it is in the process. DoorDash is great. Now, you can get the grocery store essentials you need with DoorDash, too. Get drinks, snacks, and other household items delivered in under an hour. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app. Choose what you want from where you want it, and your items will be left safely outside your door with their contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the u.s puerto rico australia and now canada you can support your neighborhood go-to's or choose from your favorite national chain restaurants like popeyes chipotle and cheesecake factory a long time ago i thought it was chipotle but it's chipotle did you know that kevin <laughs> <laughs> for a limited time for a limited time our listeners can get 25 percent off and zero delivery fees on their first order of 15 dollars or more when you download the doordash app and enter the code games 2021 for our canadian listeners use the code games ca that's 25 percent off up to a 10 dollar value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the doordash app in the app store and enter the code games 2021 in the u US and games CA in Canada. Don't forget games 2021 in the US games CA in Canada for 25% off your first order with DoorDash subject to change terms apply. Our next sponsor, ladies and gentlemen, is Burrow. If you haven't heard us talk about Burrow furniture lately, you haven't listened to Tim Gettys talk about his couch. What does he talk about all the time? It's got a USB charger built in. He loves that. But Burrow's even better than that. Most of us haven't found our forever home, which makes buying furniture a double-edged sword. You're either buying some cheap futon that you'll just leave out on the curb someday, or you're investing in an inexpensive sofa that might last forever, but definitely becomes a pain in the butt when it's time to move. You think someone would have figured out how to create quality furniture built for the way we act actually live wherever we live well someone has it's burrow burrow is easy to shop for shop for everything you need for your living room online no far-flung warehouses no high pressure sales people plus burrow's world-class support team is available for you whenever you need them it's easy to assemble and it's easy to move burrow's innovative modular design and super helpful instructions make assembling and disassembling your furniture quick and hassle-free and when it's time to move your burrow furniture won't hold you back uh kevin you've known tim a long time and you always call him a big old dum-dum he had no problem installing this furniture that means it's pretty simple, right? Yep. Designed for the way you live, their credenzas are actually tall enough to fit next-gen consoles standing vertically. Their award-winning Nomad Sofa has Tim's built-in USB charger for all-day power. Plus, you get fast and free shipping on every order. It saves you an average of $100 on large items like a couch and a logistics headache. Right now, you can get $75 off your first order at burrow.com slash games. That's burrow, B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash games for $75 off your burrow purchase. Burrow dot com slash games number three on the roper report believe it or not tim in mm -hmm. one month we will already be one day into e3 2021 
Will you have already seen a new Pikmin? Probably not. Stop asking for it all the time. Uh, but we have details right now about E3's uh, app and online thing. So here we go. I'm bringing it right from the press release. <clears throat> E3 2021 is going online next month, and the ESA is offering a first glimpse at what an all-virtual E3 will look like with details of the event's online portal and app. The E3 2021 online portal and app will be a key hub for the duration of the show with virtual booths, hosted events, video conferencing, profile and avatar creation, online forums, and more. The online portal created by GameCloud Network, HCL Technologies, and Reverie uh, will be the destination for all things E3, beginning with a media access week starting Monday, June 7th, followed by public access on Saturday, June 12th, the first day of the E3 broadcast. Registration for both, for, I'm sorry, registration for access to the online E3 portal will be free and begin later this month. Beginning on June 12th, the public version of the online portal will give access to exhibitor booths featuring special events, VOD content, and articles. Exhibitor booths will act as hubs within the portal for key announcements and game information tied to each exhibitor. Lounges, online gathering spots for all E3 attendees. Forums, special boards for focused online discussion and sharing among attendees. Leaderboards, gamified show elements that can be collected and displayed, encouraging fans to interact in as many ways as possible. Profile creation, all attendees can create their own unique profiles within the portal and app, which can be customized. The online E3 2021 portal and app will also feature the live E3 broadcast with interactive overlays powered by Hovercast. The graphics will be interactive across platforms, including viewer polls, feature tweets, and more. Uh, this is Greg talking, not E3. I'd imagine that's how you will get me to read your tweets during things, so probably do that. Uh, prior to June 12th, the five-day-long uh, media week will utilize the online portal and app to help media gain early access to content directly with E3 exhibitors. An online calendar tool will allow for scheduling appointments while also including video conferencing and chat features as needed. Media registration and credentialing will begin later this month. Tim, are they doing it right? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, this isn't... Let me say it this way. This is not exciting news at all. It's kind of like, sure, okay, cool. You guys are doing a show, and this is how people can interact with the show. Like, I, I hesitate whenever people have their own app where it's like, is this going to work? That's kind yep. of my first question. Yeah, yeah and, of course, and of you know, Especially I, like, with as much as like they're talking about of like doing appointments and watching VOD content. And yet it's like, that's awesome. That all sounds great. Are you prepared for the swell of traffic you'll get from people? It's E3. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I, I, I don't know. Like, it, it's hard for me to be excited about this because my expectation is it's not going to work the way that, that it should. Sure, of course. And I think that we've all seen that before, right, when you're sent somewhere. I like the idea of it. Of course, full disclosure, if you didn't know, I'm hosting E3, so I'm working with these people on the press conference and stuff like that. I have nothing to do with the app, so whatever. But they, they did not pay me or put a muzzle on me for this. I like the idea of it. I hope it works. Lounges, online gathering spots for all E3 attendees. Who's going to go to these lounges? We're in a right? weird fucking place right now, man. Like, th here's the thing. It's like, I, I I get what they're trying to do, and I think it's really good what they're trying to do. And I think that yeah. this is, there's a, we're building the future here, everybody. Like, there's going to be a lot of misses, and it, it's just the way things are going to go. But this is the future of how things are going to be going forward. There's going to always be some type of hybrid, digital, and on-location thing in the future. I don't think that E3 or any conference, uh, whether it's PAX, RTX, or otherwise, is ever, like, going to be just a in-life event, right? Yeah. I imagine that these are kind of the, the building blocks uh, to figure things out. Do I wish it was figured out before we got to this big E3? Of course, but here's where we're at. This is where the world's at. I don't think that this is the, this, there's no bad news here.
Sure. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see how it all nets out and uh, what it goes into. But yeah, I I, and I like how they're talking about the online portal and app. I would definitely, uh, if you're going doing any of this as a media person, I will be using the online portal. The app's cool and whatever. I expect my connection on my computer to be better for online portal for video chats or for uh, VOD demos or whatever it's going to end up being. But it'll be interesting yeah. to see how it all nets out and see also, yeah, the adoption rate and how registration works and applying for media credentials usually would have done that by now and stuff. I would have been banned by now, but we'll see how it all nets out. Yeah, and look, here's the thing. It's always, uh, uh, I want more, I want more, I want more, because that's just how humans are. But it's like, I, I've, been, I've been hearing a lot about E3, Greg. I'm hearing a lot. There's always, there's a lot of headlines. There's a lot of announcements and all this motherfucker's hosting and all this stuff. I get yeah, it, I get yeah, it, I yeah. get it. Alex, What's the schedule? What are the conferences? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I want to know. And I know it's all You say it, but the they plan. keep drip feeding and they, they're drip feeding and people are excited. E3 they are. I mean, I yeah, but they paid like, for that. They paid for that E3 2021 hashtag for like three months, which you usually don't see. It's just fucking out there right now. You use it, go get it. Interesting. Get the little there E3 to pop next go. to your name all the time. Or the, it's you know, popping the up. It's popping up. Uh, but it's I mean, regardless, up. they're drip feeding. But like as somebody like that doesn't care about this stuff, that cares just about the schedule. I'm like, eh, that's their I big one, the man. schedule. That's and we've had that so many times before. You know what I mean? Like yeah. in any other year, I know it's been a different world and all that stuff. But it's like we would know what the press conferences are months ahead of time we are less than a month away right now and we don't know exactly what's going on and i get it this is hard everyone's trying to do something new for the first time and honestly i believe it's going to be totally fine and as much as i'm bitching and complaining right now all it's going to take is them to put out one calendar with the schedule i'll be like oh cool okay like Tim's i'm there no matter what like yeah, it's yeah. Like I, I think that's it, how most what information right am i really waiting for just like the details so i can nerd out about who's who goes before who and all this stuff. what does could this mean all that stuff but that's the fun of this. I love E3. It'll be there soon enough. Don't worry about it. One month, ladies and gentlemen, get hyped. Uh, number four, we have Avengers Red Room takeover details. Uh, we're long, though, and I know I'm the only one who cares about Avengers. So heads up that the Red Room's been detailed. Uh, basically, uh, what is it, May 20th? Yeah, it starts on May 20th through the 31st. You can go in and do these single-player Red Room challenges. Uh, what's neat about it, if you're like me and have played a million things, obviously you're getting animated nameplates, whatever. But then they also say a significant amount of XP, which if you're like me, I would say I have already leveled up all the way. Why do I fucking care? They're introducing a new champion system. Uh, currently, when heroes reach level cap of 50, XP becomes obsolete with the new champion system heroes who are level 50 can improve their combat abilities even further uh basically you'll start earning this champion xp and then have new skill trees to go invest the points in to make the character even stronger so that's fucking cool a reason to turn on avengers and play again it's the same thing as always of like cool i'm getting stronger for what uh you know war for wakanda obviously coming later this year they did also announce the cosmic cube event which is their next like story pieces officially coming in june now that's also been kind of hazy now it's june and then also hawkeye's uh hawkeye's uh, avengers endgame outfit is in avengers as of today so there you go if you're excited you go. go get it um, I will play this for a little bit, probably. I didn't play the last event uh, when they started attacking on stuff because, first off, I was on a million reviews, but also the rewards were just nameplates, and it was like, that's cool, but give me a costume to get. Give me give me a co- something to go that way. You know, and This is actually like making my heroes stronger, so another reason to play Cap, which I'm all about, and I assume use that Captain America uh, endgame skin that will be coming eventually. I digress. Number five and final on the rope or the Roper report today, Tim. Xbox mm-hmm. 20. You tossed this in there. Of course, Xbox is celebrating 20 years of Xbox. They put out a whole announcement today of like, hey, we're doing this, and it's gonna be a whole bunch of different things going on. What did you what caught your eye on it? I mean, here's the thing. There's not really news here, but I wanted to put it here because I think it's important to talk about. We don't need to go on too long because I know the Xcast is gonna do a whole deep dive into the 20 years of Xbox celebration and, and they're gonna nostalgia. give it to you. They say. They're gonna give and, it to and, you. and all of that stuff. Uh, Kev, uh, if you could do me a favor and click that link, please. Uh, 
there's a couple things that I wanted to to, to point out here. Um, they're doing a whole bunch of merch re- merch releases to celebrate the 20 years. Scroll all the way down, Kev, to the merch there. Yeah, you can see it. Um, so it's cool. They have branding for the 20th anniversary of Xbox. Scroll down a little bit more, Kev, to the like the Stay Connected. Like, look at the controllers. There you go. That that picture of all the controllers is really cool. Like going through the the history of all the different That's real cool, yeah. iterations of the controller. Um, and then okay, last thing I want you to do: can you scroll up to the top of the page and play the video? Um, I love things like this. You know, I'm just obviously a sucker for hype and and, and well done, well edited uh, features. And this just going through from the beginning in 2001 all the way to 2021 now, through the Xbox first dashboard, the first like unveiling of the box itself microsoft entering into the console space you know in a world that was previously just nintendo and sega then playstation came along and then all of a sudden boom the new guys are here obviously halo being such a huge part of it and seeing how much they've, they've grown now and acquiring Xbox, bethesda all of it you can pause it now Kev. i just think that it, it is an incredible moment that we have right now where for years we looked at nintendo with such uh, nostalgia to think about the the characters that they have in in an almost Disney like fashion, where there's just so many memories tied to Mario. Mario means something to people, you know. Link means something to people, and and et cetera, et cetera. And it really wasn't until the PlayStation 20th anniversary when they went all out and celebrated as hard as they did with that PSX, with that special edition uh, PS4, uh, putting out the the dynamic theme and all that yeah. stuff, and kind of just talking about PlayStation as a brand uh the that that in a way that they hadn't before where you know the 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 sacred symbols matter the the square the triangle the x and the circle like all of those things are like they they mean something to people they are tattooed on people's bodies and it's like it it, you know the startup sounds and all this stuff it's it's ingrained in us and who we are and our dna of what makes us who we are and to think back to playstation all-stars battle royale coming out and it kind of being a joke when you look at the roster of characters. Like, I'm not talking about the quality of the game. I'm just talking yeah. about the roster where it's like, you know, we all had our our understanding of what PlayStation meant. And PlayStation meant Crash Bandicoot. It meant Cloud. It meant Spyro. And they weren't in the game, you know. And to imagine what a PlayStation All-Stars could look like today is a, a totally different thing. Like, it would make sense now because PlayStation has hit that point. And it was that 20-year mark, I think, that really changed the way PlayStation talked about themselves and the way that we thought about them. And we're seeing that happen now with Xbox, where the, seeing that like them having on the, the Series X, you can now have the original green dashboard and stuff. It's like, yeah. I never thought that I'd be nostalgic for that, but I am. You know, I'm nostalgic for for playing the demo of Fusion Frenzy on Halo Combat Evolved and for being disappointed when Brute Force came out and uh, for all of the other things, you know, Splinter Cell, Knights of the Old Republic, Ninja Gaiden, like the Xbox in the moment, I don't think we realized how special it was, you know, because it was next to things like the PS2 that obviously dominated and had countless quality video games than the GameCube that had the Nintendo games you expect, but really, really, really good iterations of all of them. And then Xbox was kind of the new kid on the block, kind of making its own own path. And it, there were so many quality games there, but it still didn't have an identity. And to look back now, it's crazy that that identity has formed and we are yeah. celebrating and, and have a, a, a level of reverence for Xbox and what it means not only as a brand, but like as a part of us you know and, and and that's coming from me who out of all of them xbox is definitely my the lowest of the the big three but it is still very high in my heart and i i oh. do have so many so many amazing memories of all this stuff but anyways i i think this is awesome i love that they are are caring about it this way and presenting it this way because i think that this is the type of stuff that 
that changes your brand from just being a, a business to actually having a soul. 100%. Even if it is just monetizing things, but still. But fuck that. Let people celebrate. They, you know what totally. I mean? Like, I, I don't totally. agree with I, I understand that, yes, obviously, this is to make money and monetize. And yada, yada. It's that thing where I look at the 20, the shirts they have on their 20th website. And it's like, that. Tw- the, for me personally, the 20 with the Xbox logo in the circle, that's fucking hot. Like, I like that shirt. And I'm glad that, they, that for the fans that connect with it, it's there to mean something. And yeah, celebrate it. And for all the haters who were never going to buy this sh- shit to begin with, go fuck off. The people who want to are going to go do it. And so, yeah, fucking celebrate it and enjoy that and be a part of that. I'm with you of like, I'm, earlier I pointed... There's Portillo, but I pointed. Uh, I have my 20th anniversary PlayStation boxed up. I thought it was in the frame, but it's over there. Like that was a cool moment, and I'm with you. Of like that really did solidify. I think in people's minds in PlayStation's of like, oh wow, this is like this. Is, like it, it's you know when people think now of like uh, well, there was a thing on Reddit the other day. It was like you know what you think about when you think of a game that's 20 years old, and it's like you look at Link to the Past, right, and what it really looks like, and you're looking at games from 2001. <laughs> like oh my god, like right, you're yeah, talking about totally fucking GTA, and like holy shit, and, and so like to get to where we are to be able to celebrate that and own that, and not to mention again that like Xbox is done you know while they've you know gotten the tar kicked out of them last generation in terms of you know tv 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 we got to do this blah blah ever since phil came in and they've made all these right moves and they've done all this different stuff they're building this audience in the same way i think that playstation did and maybe even not playstation but playstation fans did during the ps3 era the reason podcast beyond and to an extent me got so popular at that time was hey we're all in this together and it wasn't cheerleading it was just like we're talking about this thing that we all love despite its flaws. And so as that grew and grew and grew, you had this fan base that you eventually got to where it's like, why not do a PSX and have everybody come together to celebrate? Like everybody should be celebrating Xbox in 20 years. Absolutely. You know, and like me being the Nintendo guy, it's like I was, I lived through and I, I was like what you're talking about for the Wii U era, sure. right? Yeah. And oh for the, God. for the, all of that stuff where, and, and even the Wii to an extent, like especially the, the later years, but then for the Switch to come out and for Breath of the Wild and all these moments, it's like, there's just this level of, oh my God, we made it. Like there's, it, you feel like there's a Wii with sports teams and like, totally. it's not in the console war way. It's in the like, this means something to me way and uh, what i want to do in the post show for this and we've done this before on shows but i don't give a fuck i want to do it as many times as possible because it makes me feel something greg i would argue that what you just said about playstation is absolutely correct where the ps3 era was what it was and it ended with the launch of psx and a community around uh playstation and when they announced the playstation 4 reveal event was I think really a turning point for them and to make them what they are now to make PlayStation what it is. And when they started their reveal event with the most hyped video game trailer I have ever seen in my life. And it was built, it was called the, the PlayStation ethos trailer. And it goes through and all of a sudden they're making every part of their past relevant. It had clips from the commercials of Crash Bandicoot calling out Mario. And uh, it had, you know, <laughs> the, the first person that bought the PS2 at the Metreon. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It had all of this stuff in it and it, it had moments and it was like for 20 years, we, we played together, we died together, we this together, we that together. And it's just like, oh my God, like there's a fucking legacy here. And that is so damn cool. And I, I just, we're here that now with Xbox. We're going to watch that trailer, the post shows, the point that I was trying to make. And I'm excited about that. Okay, but before we get that, I wish something more, even more immediate was happening. Say what came to the mom and grop shops. Where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show host each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today. Wow, a rare Kevin miss. Out today. Like, rest yeah. your voice, Kevin. No, I said rest your voice. Out today. Yeah. Rad is now available on.
on Amazon Luna through the Luna Plus channel. Remnant from the Ashes upgraded for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X slash S is out today. Uh, even bigger rewards wait savvy executives in GTA Online this week as special vehicle work pays double, while steep discounts in executive offices make it easier for players to jumpstart their careers as CEOs. Uh, Ruby Grim Eclipse is on Switch. Space Commander War and Trade is on Switch. Lost Ruins is on PC. Exodemon is on Switch. Sunblaze Switch, PC, and Mac. Uh, Death Crown, sorry, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Fantasy Tavern Sextet Volume 3 Post Lewd Days is on PC. Getsu Fuma Den Undying Moon is on PC. Connection Rehaunted is on Switch. Uh, Kazori is on Switch. Rise Eterna is on Switch. Taxi Driver Simulator is on Switch. Solitaire Card Games is on Switch. Super Shape Shooter is on Switch. 100 Days Wine Making Simulator is on PC and Mac. This game I saw at Day of the Devs in whatever, I guess, 2019 maybe, maybe early 2020 before everything burned down. This game is dope as fuck. I have it installed. It's a PC game I'm actually going to play. Before We Leave is on PC. Of Bird and Cage is Coming out on uh, May 20th, but it's released a demo today. And then here's a Borderlands thing for you. Calling all veteran vault hunters tomorrow, or today, I sorry, May 13th, a brand new series of limited time mini events kicks off in Borderlands 3. The True Trials mini events create all new challenges for battle-tested players by buffing the final bosses in Proving Grounds maps, drastically increasing their damage and health. Those who manage to best a True Trial receive incredible rewards. The six-week series culminates in the return of a fan-favorite seasonal event, Revenge of the Cartels, on June 24th. Then, if you still need more stuff to play today, Fall Guys Season 4.5, The Day update is out uh here we, i'm reading from their twitter to start with we have two new rounds the slime scraper a sequel to slime climb eyes uh button bashers players are split in, oh i see was, the eyes are from the tweet uh but button bashers players are split into 1v1 dueling pairs best beans go through then, 55 additional variations across 12 rounds. Custom lobbies are now open to everyone with as few as four beans. PC and PS4 players can play together. PS PC and PS4 players can now matchmake together in all new modes. Cross-platform parties are not possible yet. Improve latency when grabbing objects and mantling. Uh, In-game visuals, blah, blah, blah. There's a ton of stuff that continues to go on like this. You can get it all over on the Fall Guys Twitter. And then finally, this is an interesting one for you Destiny players. Destiny Crossplay is accidentally live and won't be much longer. Uh, the fans noticed it and the community manager Cosmo says, we are seeing reports that some players are able to get a sneak peek at Crossplay. This isn't meant to be live yet and is not representative of the full experience. We will be implementing a fix to remove public access later this week, but in the meantime, feel free to partake. So go get it. Feel free to partake. To <laughs> I love it. Uh, new dates for you. Vader Immortal Special Edition is hitting PlayStation VR retail on June 18th. Manifold Garden is getting a PlayStation 5 edition they put up on the PlayStation. Today, we're thrilled to announce that we're releasing a native PlayStation 5 version of Manifold Garden next week on May 20th. Even better, if you own the PS4 version or the PS4 Deluxe Edition, you will be able to upgrade for free. Over on the PlayStation blog, they go through a bunch of different changes that are over there and like how they can put more stuff on screen and have a whole bunch of different fun. Uh, you can go check it out. I know Blessing, Adioye Junior was a big fan of Manifold Garden. So something to look forward to and enjoy over there. Uh, deals of the day for you. Xbox Free Play has a new thing for you, of course. Uh, show off your handles on the hardwood or your reflexes on the road all in this weekend's uh, Free Play Days. NBA 2K21 Standard Edition and TT Isle of Men Ride on the Edge 2 are available now for Xbox Live Gold and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members. Of course, this ends Monday at well, Sunday at midnight. 12.01 Monday, it's all over. So don't get, get out there and do it. Tim. 
we ask people on patreon.com slash kind of funny games to kick a few bucks get some exclusive stuff get the show ad free get the show with the exclusive post show and of course squad up this is where one of you writes in give me your name username platform of choice and why you need help in a video game i read it here the best friends come and find you and everybody plays games together today james needs help on playstation 5 his name is owl dash eyes 21 O-W-L-E-Y-E-S-2-1. Looking for some UK-based people to play and hang with on Party Chat. All my friends are slowly returning to the normal world with lockdown and party members are slowly dwindling more and more as restrictions loosen. I'm currently playing through Yakuza Like a Dragon and Persona 5 Royal and jumping into Avengers for some multiplayer action. If you just want to hang out in UK time with James, hit him up on PlayStation 5, Owl-Eyes21. Tim, mm-hmm. we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to go to kind of funny.com slash wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe fighting wombat says what i was searching for earlier is that jim ryan wasn't hearing that playstation 5 storage was an issue that's right that's the stupid tone deaf fucking thing he said like a weirdo uh what do we got here kebab says i missed a date for sabek uh it's a calculator no there's a calculator app coming to switch congratulations nerds you know what i mean mm-hmm. you're not gonna be using your calculator app but no plays uh then uh, druvenator says new day and new new day and date game pass announcement dungeons and dragons dark alliance is coming to game pass on console pc and cloud with crossplay so there you go um and that's it Ladies and gentlemen, we Killed did it. it. We got you through we it. Did. Now, mm-hmm. guess what? If you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, I'm going to play some Mass Effect 1. I'm going to, I am t- 20 minutes, 30 minutes into my first restart, my first replay of Mass Effect. Uh, we're going to kick that up it. with Snowbike Mike. It's not <laughs> worth it. I can catch you up, Kevin. I can catch you up. It's right there. Don't worry. Uh, then, of course, uh, if you're not watching live or you want to watch that later, you can catch that on our newest YouTube channel, youtube.com slash plays. Please go over there, like, subscribe, share. Uh, however, if you are wondering about Kind of Funny Games Daily for tomorrow, it's going to be the one, the only blessing at Oye Jr., the future class of video games, partnering up with Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby loser San Francisco, a.k.a. the engaged one at Tim Gettys to close out your week. Now, Tim is going to do a post show with Barrett while I play some games. So, if you're not going over there, don't be silly. Go over there, patreon.com slash games. Get it. You have a whole bunch of new content to listen to. And if you're sticking around here, great, cool. But no matter what, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.